please be seated. If you have carefully opened your Bibles up at Luke chapter 12, well, I'm afraid we're not going to do it at nearly half past 11. We're not going to do that. So that's next Sunday. So you come prepared for next Sunday. But on Thursday morning at our little devotionals, all during the week, the devotionals, we'd been looking at the theme, fishermen fishing. And we've been looking at the story of Jesus calling disciples. But every time I looked at that section, fishermen fishing, this past week's readings, I couldn't help but notice that this week's readings, starting today, is entitled, It is Well With My Soul. And I could not help but feel that that was providential. I've mentioned before that the good folks who have prepared this prayer guide for the denomination have definitely been led and prompted by the Spirit. I was speaking with Graham Gardner, the session clerk at Knightswood last Sunday, and he's one of the contributors, and asking him to convey once again my thanksgiving to God for their ministry uh, and the way that God obviously led them and to, to prepare readings, because this is a very apt week, is it not, um, to have that theme, it is well with my soul. And the reading for today is taken from Psalm 62. I'm just going to read those verses. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And this is a psalm of David. We know enough about David's life to know that, of course, it wasn't a bed of roses. Some of the problems that he faced in life, in fact, a good number of them, were actually due to his own making. He was a man, a human man, and he had his issues in life. And on a number of occasions, those issues got the better of him and led to real problems, not only in his own life, but within the life of his family. But we also know, and I, I can say this confidently because I thank God that we are a congregation over these years that have got to know at least something of the, the broad counsel of God and the story of the people of God in the Bible. We also know that he was a man that God called. Solomon, Samuel, the great prophet, was called to go and appoint a new king over Israel. And although the young David was a shepherd, the youngest of the family, the one that people would have thought in many ways least of, yet God saw by his spirit that within this young man's heart was a heart that sought after him. And because of that, because of God's purpose in that, he was anointed by Samuel to be the king over Israel. And under David's leadership, Israel was united and became, at least for a season, that nation that was called to be, standing out from the nations round about as a beacon of hope and of harmony in a world of conflict and strife. I've made reference in the past weeks to the church in Ukraine and to Ukraine generally. I, I certainly have noticed, and maybe you have as well, as many people have been interviewed over these past days in the railway stations in Poland and on the ground in, in the Kiev and in other parts of Ukraine. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them have spoken about prayer. I just wonder how many folk, if they were interviewed in this country in a time of crisis today, would use the same words and talk about prayer. That's not to say that all Ukrainians are Christians, but as I've mentioned in the past, there is a far wider spread understanding and acknowledgement of God, at least, and of their need of God in their times of crisis. 
And it's that need of God, that turning to him, that finds inspiration for this, these opening verses in Psalm 62. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delights and lies with their mouths they bless but in their hearts they curse yet my soul finds rest in God my hope comes from him truly he is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress I will not be shaken my salvation and my honor depend on God he is my mighty rock my refuge trust in him at all times you people pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge and as we were reminded this morning by Elizabeth and then in the prayer led by Yvonne, we thank God that by the Spirit and through practical ministry, through issue particularly, we have met with brothers and sisters in Christ who this very day will be testifying to the truth of that psalm. They too, like David, know what it is to have powers raging against them. They too, like David, would be the first to admit that they're not perfect. But they too, like David, have put their confidence, not just now at this time of crisis, but in their lives and in their hearts upon the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that rock of ages. And you see, my friends, that is the challenge when the times of trial come. It strips away the pretense we'll see next Sunday. Some words of Jesus against the Pharisees who outwardly looked the part but inwardly were full of all sorts of corruption. And the times of testing reveal what really is in our hearts. When the outward securities of life, when the outward performance of life is no longer possible or taken from us. And that can happen not just because of war but because of other forms of calamity, illness, and bereavement, a whole host of things. When these things are stripped away, what really is at the core of our being? Are we like the Pharisees, holding to a form of religion, but denying its power? Or are we like David and our brothers and sisters in Christ down through the ages who have testified that even confronted with the realities when everything is stripped away, their heart's relationship, their heart's desire, and their heart's security is found in the eternal God. Over these last two years, although thank God it wasn't a war, we have faced challenges. And I can stand here and say I've been deeply moved by you good folks and the way in which at different times faced with the challenges of these last two years, the faith and the signs of confidence in God have shone through. I still remember, bless her, don't know who she is, a wee lady, when, way back two years ago in March when, when you weren't really allowed out. And this wee lady, obviously a, a Roman Catholic lady, because when she came in, she knelt and crossed herself. Well, and she sat there at the back every Sunday morning when the government told her she wasn't supposed to be out, apart from exercise. Well, she was exercising. She was exercising her faith and her soul. And she sought the Lord. Now, of course, I know we can do that in our own homes and everything else, of course. But that reminded me, when perhaps I needed it, sitting there on my own, 
the Lord keeps his people. And there might be many things which might topple us from our lofty places. There might be circumstances where others take delights in lies and with their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. And surely that is so relevant for President Putin and that bunch of thugs that surround him and are leading the nation of Russia. And yet, when our focus is on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the shame and the devastation and the suffering of the cross, when our focus is on him, we too can say that in God we find our rest and our hope and that he is a fortress and we will not be shaken. That's the testimony of believers throughout the world in times of calamity and stress, but also believers in Ukraine today, as it will be of believers in Russia today, some of whom will have demonstrated and complained and as a result be now in jail. And I don't think any of us would want to spend even a night in a Russian jail. That's what sustained the church of Jesus Christ. Those who are not worthy in a sense of this world, but call upon Jesus as the one who is worthy of their praise. And in their love for him, and in their love for God's purposes in their times, they have put their hearts and lives on the line for we don't know what the future will have to bring for Ukraine. Humanly speaking, the Russians will sooner or later overwhelm them. That country has been led by bad people for generations. Just a hundred years ago, in this congregation, a retiring offering had been lifted up for refugees in Hungary. Why? Because of bad men with evil intent who sought to topple powers and authorities and countries. But God has kept his people. We are here. There was a time that many of us could still remember when this building would still not have been here. In a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, Indian restaurant, or a flats or something but God kept us and a hundred years later from our brothers and sisters in Christ in the past who gave of their means to support these refugees in Hungary we stand with similar refugees and those the victims of war today and we echo with them this psalm truly he is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? We do have to be serious about that. The slightest error in some missile lands on a NATO country and we will be at war with Russia. And it won't be American planes flying over Glasgow as it did a few weeks ago. It will be Russian bombers. We do not know what the future has in store. But we can 
I trust this morning. I hope this morning. Join with our brothers and sisters in Christ and with the psalmist of old and say truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I will never be shaken. Is that your confidence this morning? Is that your hope? Is that your assurance? Is that what fills your soul with peace in the midst of the storms? The sands of time are running out. And the day is drawing near. And that day will test where our confidence truly lies. Let's sing together a hymn of response, which, considering it was for a different sermon, nonetheless is very apt. Jesus, be the center. Be my source. Be my light. And I do pray that as we sing that song, we're singing it, not just singing it, but it actually is a testament to what is true in our hearts this morning. And I think we'll stand to sing this together. Thanks, Janice. God, our Father, you saw into David's heart, even as a young lad. And you saw that here was a heart that sought after you. And you know our hearts and our minds this morning. As you know all your people, you're a big God. And we come filled with concern for your church and the wider world, our brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine, but also our brothers and sisters in Christ in Russia, living under a bad regime. And a part of the world that's soaked in the blood of millions of people who were killed over this last century. Millions of people killed. Four million Ukrainians died because of starvation caused by the communist regime in Moscow in the 1930s. No wonder they don't particularly want the Russians back in. We know nothing of that, O oh God. We have been spared. We have been given much. We have known peace and prosperity. But we're also conscious that those who have been given much, much is expected. And so we come to offer ourselves in prayer. We come to consider perhaps practically how we might help. And maybe that in some kind of way we can financially particularly help the workers and friends and brothers and sisters in Christ that we know in Ukraine. No doubt over the next week or two through Graham and Elizabeth and others will find out more about that. We come to pray for our own nation. At this time of testing, after two years of COVID, Lord, have mercy upon this land and revive and renew your church, we pray. May your people stand out as those who, like the psalmist of old, find their rest in God and who are eager to tell others that they simply need to pour their hearts out to him. For he is a refuge. So we pray for our nation and we pray that this little fellowship 
would continue to be owned and used by you to be a beacon of hope and of light and of love within this community and in our wider world. And so we offer ourselves, take our lives, take this congregation and take this place and use it for your glory and for your purposes, we pray, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's sing together a hymn, one of the Gettys, your hymns. We have sung it in the past, but I think I'm going to ask Janice to play the whole tune for us. I'm conscious we're starting to sing things now that we maybe hadn't sung for two years, or, and so sometimes it takes us a wee while just to catch up on the tune. So I'm going to ask Janice to play through the tune for us, um, and then we'll sing it through together. Be still, my soul. The Lord is on our side. Can I encourage you during the week, if you are free to join these times when we will be reflecting, as we do every week, on the theme of the week, it is well with my soul, especially as the doors are open during this time of crisis, we may seek the Lord together, seek his face, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, Wednesday evening. And can I especially say this morning, if you don't know God as your rock, in refuge in that kind of way, then you don't leave this building till you put God right with your creator and with your savior in Jesus Christ. Let's say the words of the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Please be seated.